BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to this Memorial Weekend edition of the Highly Relevant Podcast. My name is Jack Rico, and thank you so much for downloading and streaming uh, this episode this weekend. I know you guys are going to be doing a lot of things. The summer's approaching. People want to go out. But you know what happens when people go out? They put on their headphones and they listen either to some music or they're listening to podcasts just like you are on this one. So for this Memorial Weekend, I've decided that I'm going to go upstate hang out in the mountains, maybe go hiking, uh, swimming, kayaking, biking. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to be hanging out with my brother uh, and uh, the sister-in-law, having the family up there. It's really nice to get away from the city once in a while. I have to be honest with you. Uh, There's this weird hum that the city has when you go to sleep that you don't listen to in the woods. So if you ever can, go hiking, stay a weekend somewhere where there is no traffic, there's just foot traffic as opposed to car traffic. Uh, so I'll be doing that, making a couple of barbecues, catching up on movies. And I haven't played video games in a long time, so maybe I do a little FIFA 19 Champions League final. Who knows? Um, the other day, I got a chance to go to Washington Heights with my wife, and we fell in love with the area. But here's an interesting thing. A friend of mine named Octavio, who I met up with as well, we had lunch at a place called The Garrison uh, near 181st Street here in New York City. And I gotta tell you, Washington Heights used to be very Dominican, and now you can see the gentrification kicking in, which I was very sad about, because what happens with gentrification, you know, you have the silver lining and the not so silver lining, which is gentrification really makes the people that kind of made the identity of that neighborhood, they kind of just blast them out, who knows where they go. Um, And yes, it becomes a lot more white, a lot more upscale. And along with that, you kind of lose a little bit of the identity of a neighborhood. uh, And the people there, even though they're nice people, they look all nice people, um, you just feel like, what happened to little Dominican? It's still there on some other streets, but uh, where I was... Um, gentrification is really kicking in, so. Nevertheless, I'm pretty psyched about this week's episode. So you guys know the new network called Stars. Well, they have a new Latin X show called Vida, which begins season two on May 26. And it's important that this show exists simply because you guys understand the lack of representation of US Hispanic stories in this country, uh, in the media, in arts and entertainment. It's not very much. So when we have it, we kind of got to support it, got to protect it. 
I understand if it's not very good, but this is a good show. This is a good show. This is one of the good ones. And one of the coolest things about this particular show, Vida, is the soundtrack. So joining me this week is one of the show's featured singers. Her name is Maria del Pilar. She's going to be making her TV debut on Vida this weekend. Uh, she discusses with me the blend of musical genres she uses to make up her unique sound. She also explains the business of being a musician in 2019 and why it's so crucial for her to give back to her community. But before I talk to Maria del Pilar, it's time to give you our weekly pop culture news recap in a segment I like to call Jacked In. Let's begin with the top movie news of the week. Robert Pattinson is the frontrunner to become the new Batman. The new Terminator Dark Fate trailer starring Natalia Reyes, Gabriel Luna, and Diego Boneta is out. Alita Battle Angels Rosa Salazar will star in The Bang Bang Girls. John Wick 4 is a go for May 2021. A Back to the Future musical sets its eye for a 2020 world premiere. And AMC's A-list movie subscription breached over 800,000 members, making it now the number one movie ticket subscription in America. In TV news, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire canceled after 17 years syndication. Coke is bringing back its 80s retro can for Stranger Things. Orange is the new black returns to Netflix on July 26. Alan DeGeneres extends her talk show deal on NBC through 2022. And Stephen Colbert is now the most watched late night show in America. Switching over to music, Romeo Santos will be performing at New Jersey's MetLife Stadium on September 21st. A Tupac Shakur docuseries is in the works. Mark Anthony's new album Opus earns 11th top 10 on Latin albums chart. And Alicia Cara sings in Spanish on the upcoming Juanes collaboration, and in tech and social media news, Apple's Worldwide Developers Conference is set for June 3rd. Twitter's tweaking how many ads users see. Facebook changed its algorithm to promote closed friend content. Lyft is adding a panic button so riders can down 911 from the app. And DJ Khaled will be the new voice of traffic app Waze. Maria del Pilar, she is a Chilean-American pop lover and punk rocker who sings songs uh, mixed in with 70s nostalgia and Latin alternativeness. And she's on the phone with me right now. Maria del Pilar, thank you for being on the Highly Relevant Podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So you're going you're gonna to be making your uh, TV debut appearance on Vida uh, on May 26th on episode 6, where you're going to appear in the, move, in the, in the TV show performing a song. Tell us a little bit about uh, how this opportunity came to be. I was, you know, I was lucky enough to have uh, the showrunner, Tanya. She chose one of my songs in season one to, to, pr to be part of the promotion, the promotion of season one. Uh, it was uh, one of the song was used for the trailer. And, um, and so I just reached out to her to thank her. How does something like this work? So, so you're minding your own business at home. You're just chilling out uh -huh. and all of a sudden the somebody from a record label, maybe the executive producer of the show calls you, maybe Tanya herself calls you and says, Hey, by the way, we like your music. Oh, wow. I didn't know right. you were listening to my song. That's great. We want to use it for right. a trailer on Vida. Is that the way it works? It, it's sort of, I mean, as a musician, um, you know, if you're in this business, you, you know, you kind of put your music in all sorts of different, you know, um, uh, places so that, you know, you, you diversify your music, right? So one of those places is to have somebody represent you for 
television and film synchronization. So, which means you have for TV shows and films to use your music. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, at the time I was with secret road and I had written a song and that was, um, that they pitched to the show and it worked, uh, for the, for the promotional trailer that they used for season one. That's awesome. And then I just reached out to Tanya actually via Twitter and just said, (laughs) thank you. I just was like, I just want to say thank you so much for giving, you know, giving my music Viva, you know, in a way, um, So, and, um, and then I was like, I, you know, I'd love to just, you know, have a cafecito with you. Um, and so we did, and we actually at that time at when we met up for cafecito together is when we actually kind of started, you know, talking about, well, what's season two looking like? And we just started kind of, we just started kind of riffing on like, what would it be like if there was a musician on the stage of that bar? And so I just stayed in touch with everybody. And then at the end of last summer um, is when the music supervisor and Tanya got in touch with me and were like, we're making it happen. They were, you know, she was like, remember that little idea we had? She's like, that we're making it happen. The type of music that you're making, you know, the description is that it's seven in nostalgia, Latin alternative with a bit of pop and punk. Can you define your music for us, for those that are just getting to know your music now? I mean, that's it. It's just kind of like a, and I've always you know, this, this is what I've always done since my old band, Los Abandoned, and what I've done with my now 10 years of being solo artist. It's always had the roots in Latin alternative and in indie rock and and my my punk movement roots. That's that's what I I think people come away with is like, oh yeah, she's like a little bit of everything, but there's also my voice and my lyrics and my take on what I do, which is mostly writing in Spanglish, writing bilingual lyrics and mixing genres. So like I have a new record out called Songs and Canciones 2. It's like the second part of of a, of a novel in a way. <laughs> yeah. It's 11 tracks. Um, and I noticed mm-hmm. that you sing some songs yeah. in Spanish. I was interested in the, uh, heavy lifting, which yeah. is the song that they're going to use not only in the show, but from what I understand, uh, it's also going to be part of the Vida soundtrack. Yeah. So that's the song I perform on the show. It's, and it's going to be featured in the, uh, in the episode. And it is also going to be on the soundtrack to the, to Vida. And I also will be coming out with an EP of different versions of that song. Like a remix version. Yeah, different recordings of the song. So different, you know, different styles of it that I've been able to play play around with. In 2019, is that a difficult thing to do to, to make a living off of just your music? Like what is the... Um, what is the business model or, or, or what is the revenue generator for an, an artist today in 2019 that's getting their music out? Is it is it through the TV film industry? Is it concerts? Is it record sales? Uh, and how much work do you have to put into all this? Because I imagine there's also imaging, uh, the branding of, of yourself. There's a lot that goes into this. Is it easy or is it difficult today? There's a lot more ways that you can get yourself out there. That's the one thing. Like what I do is I I just I dive 
I just, I just diversify. So and what, what I mean by that is that not only, you know, do I have, you know, uh, a, a booking agent that's getting me on a tour or uh, getting me to play shows, you know, doing live, uh, live shows, but I also have another team member that's helping get my music uh, to be placed and used on TV and film. So you got a team um, essentially. Yeah, you have you have you to. have I mean, to have also, a team. Uh, yeah, and and or you, I mean, you can also do it yourself. I mean, it's a lot more work when you're doing it all yourself, which I'm I self manage, so I am kind of overseeing everything. Um, but you really do have to diversify. You have to like you know you create merchandise and. Um, so that you have things to sell at your shows or online. Right. So, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, yeah. And then also I write music for other people and for projects. Um, and that's also, you know, another way of, um, creating income for yourself and experiences that maybe later down the road and partnerships, right. You know, yeah. Partnerships. And, um, and also I teach music as well. So that's also like, I have gone out and, you know, and done, uh, like a college, uh, tour or, or a college show. And part of it is having a Q and a or having, or me teaching, a workshop. Uh, and I also, you know, teach, um, kids, I teach kids music and I have a ukulele choir. So, you know, it's, that's awesome. (laughs) It is. Oh my gosh. It's like a dream come true. I mean, I wish I would have had that in fifth grade. Yes, Um, (laughs) absolutely. But then there's also this other part that I personally think musicians have and artists have, which is giving back to the community, being in touch with what's going on. That's the key thing. and yeah, in the quote, key, real world, because when I've only been focused on myself, it's been really hard to not, you know, kind of go crazy. <laughs> and, uh, and what I, for me, what staying in touch with the community and teaching and being out there uh, in, you know, in low income schools and things like that is that it gives you so much more of a perspective as a musician and as an artist in the world where your voice is going to be so much more truer to, to the experience of what being an artist is, which is reflecting what's going on in the world. Yeah. That seems to be, and we're, we're not, we're not living in the brightest and most positive of times. And does that affect the way you write lyrics? Is it all, depressing to you is it all anger to you how do you find the optimism uh to share that in your music i really love this question thank you (laughs) (laughs) um you have very yeah your questions are amazing um so as as much as one you know especially i think like feist said it best she said i feel it all right Mm. and there's a and artists feel it all we really do. Creative people, no matter what you do, we feel it all. So for me, like what I've experienced in the last couple of years has just been like just experiencing all sorts of emotions, even feelings and emotions that I've never felt before. And so it's been kind of like exploring, okay, so where can I just be Zen you know, where can I be, where, where can I find my, my Zen and all of this? Where, right? where do you find and, 
yeah, writing songs. Mm. That's where I find my Zen. I find it doing that. And I also find it in, in, in working in being a teaching artist in the community. You can give a child so much optimism in a dark place when you can tell them, Hey, you know what? I've, I've been there before. I've been in your shoes before. And you know what? You're going to be okay because, you know, you know, just by taking these different steps, you will get to the other side. I know you're bilingual, but do you identify more as a Hispanic or as an American? I was born in Chile. I, I was born in Chile, but was, yeah, but was brought to the U.S. at a very, very, very early age. And spent the first 10 years of my life going between Chile and the United States due to immigration processing and, uh, and my parents just trying to figure out their, their lives. And so I grew up the first 10 years of my life, very, you know, uh, very bilingual, bicultural, like with my right foot in Chile and the left foot yeah. in the United States. Listening you know? to La so, Ley and... Uh... Listen, yeah, it was, it was, it was listening to Los Tres, Los Prisioneros, Atercipelados, So the Stereo. And then, and then on the other side, it was, uh, you know, it was Morrissey, it was Fishbone, it was, you know, Blondie, it was... The Rebels, um, the Rebels of Music. That's, also the reason why I've ever since I started writing music I've it's always been bilingual it's always been about both cultures that I've experienced now do you feel that the Spanish press supports your music in Spanish more than the English one or is it vice versa do you see an equal footing there so far it's been pretty equal um, and only earlier in my music career when I was with my old band you know we were together from 2001 to 2007 and we were we definitely were some did some groundbreaking things in terms of um you know not caring you know about us writing spanglish lyrics bilingual lyrics and singing in spanish and english at the same time and mixing genres and things like that and a lot of times, you know, at, especially at that time, people, especially when we first came out, a lot of people in terms of like album uh, record executives, uh, label executives and um, uh, press, they were just like, oh, nobody's going to want that. You, you either have to do Spanish or English. You can't do both. And we were like, OK, thank you. And we were like, thank you very much. We're, we're going to go to we're just going to we're going to keep doing what we're doing. We'll go to whoever's next. Was that you know? was that a form of discrimination? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> You know, it sounds like it, and, and, and it's interesting because there's the discrimination that could happen through the form of culture, through the form of language, and mm -hmm. uh, yeah. which which then leads me to believe that these guys are always about the profit, and you know the the margins of profit that they make, and is the song radio friendly enough? As an artist like you, when you write music, are you thinking, well, is this commercial enough for radio? That way, it can make a lot of money, or is it I'm being true to my music, and if it's not radio friendly, it's not. Yeah, that it's 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 exactly what you what you just said. It's I mean, first I have to like love it and feel that it's a hundred percent true before, in, before I put it out or before I ask for anybody else's you know two cents. And um, 
it's incredible to just for artists out there to just remember like it really does pay off when you just keep doing what you know is the right thing to do for yourself because eventually you know a year or two down the line neil young's you know record label uh courted us and wanted us just the way we were nice and so yeah and so you know it's and and then it was still a bit of a struggle to get you know attention but it was it was a beautiful thing and like even played conan o'brien things like that so it was it was and i think people felt really represented when they saw uh, when they saw Liz Bannon on Conan O'Brien, it was one of the first instances where it was like, okay, this Spanglish thing is real. They're singing, they're singing, they're singing the, you know, a very Spanglish song right now on national television. So, you know, and so I hope that that's the same thing that it, it, that I I am really excited because I think that that's what's going to happen with this these, uh, TV show having me on. Well, uh, thank you so much, Maria del Pilar, for being on the podcast. You can catch Maria del Pilar singing heavy lifting on Vida on Stars on May 26. It is at 8 p.m. Do not miss it. Maria, muchísimas gracias. A ti. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for listening. And before I head on out, here are three land tracks you might want to add to your playlist this holiday weekend. Ami, Rels B. Solo de madrugada. Florida Blanca. Funeral, Maena. And that's it for this Memorial Weekend edition of the Highly Relevant Podcast. I want to thank Maria del Pilar for coming on the show. And if you'd like to support the show, please spread the love on social media and tell all your friends about it. You can reach me on Instagram at Jack Rico and my Facebook page at Jack Rico 40 Remember, it's only through your support that our show can grow. I'm Jack Rico. See you next week on another episode of Highly Relevant. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.